Hi, good morning, afternoon, or good evening, depending on where you are. Hi, my name is Vivian Aqua, and I'm the workplace wellness advocate and also the host of Let's Humanize the Workplace Real Talk. And today's talk is going to be very interesting. Every day is going to be very interesting. And if you're watching this show, please let me know if you can hear me because I really need to know so that I can do something about it. And if you're watching via Twitter or via Periscope, just let me know if you can hear me. Uh, just give a shout out because we really want to hear uh, want to hear you talk, right? It's all about you and it's all about humanizing the workplace. So please share the love. <laughs> so today it's going to be all about putting your people first. As this broadcast is going to be, as this episode is going to broadcast on Twitter and on Periscope and on LinkedIn, I have something to share. So regarding the comments, I can only pull up the comments from Twitter and Periscope. And when it comes to LinkedIn, I have to watch my phone from time to time. So please bear in mind that I need to pull up uh, the comments from my phone and I'm going to put my phone on now. Yes, Raluku, hi, Raluka, sorry, Raluka. Hi, thanks for watching. Really curious to hear your thoughts about this episode. So today's guest, um, also share where you're from, right? If you're watching this show, I want to know if you're watching this from the UK or you're watching it from Australia or you're watching it from Ghana. Let me know, please engage us because we really want to know uh, where you're from and I just want to get to know you better, right? Because I'm doing this special episode to humanize the workplace and uh, bring back the human factor back. So please welcome, welcome for coming to the show. So I see that there are a few people watching. I don't buy it. So you can say hello, you can say hi, or you can state maybe where you're watching this from, right? So share where you're watching this from. Are you watching this from your desktop? Are you in Amsterdam? Are you uh in new york please share where you're watching this from okay so i have to watch my notes for from time to time so if you're team live hashtag live and if you're team hashtag team replay then for those of you who are watching this replay please share your questions please share your thoughts because I'll be watching and I'll also be tagging our guest speakers of today. I'll introduce them later, but I'll be tagging your guest speakers, the guest speakers of today, if you have any questions regarding putting, uh, putting the people first, right? Because that's the topic of today. So regarding the LinkedIn comments, I have to watch my phone from time to time and refresh it. So please bear in mind that, you know, give, give, give LinkedIn, hopefully LinkedIn will fix it maybe by the end of the year or maybe the beginning of uh, this year. So, but until that time, I have to watch it on my screen. So from time to time. Okay, I'm going to introduce the guests of today. Hi. Hi, baby, you're right. <laughs> so the lady on the right, or maybe your left, is Claire Moore, and she is a communications professional with significant experience within the human resources industry. She's passionate about the future of the industry and how technology will enable us all to be the best that we can be in the workplace. And next to her is Mark Williams, and Mark is dedicated to rehumanizing the workplace Feeding his, feeding his passion to build enjoyable technology that helps 
that actually helps people. He's always keen to connect with enlightened leaders. So leaders, those of you who are enlightened, please connect with them and also with me <laughs> to continue the future of work discussion. Um, that's important. Welcome, Mark and Claire. How excited Thank are you? Thank you for having us on the show today. You're welcome. You're welcome. So the first question, why people first? Okay, well, um, People First is a um, started out as a concept really um, to look at um, how we treat and use technology in the workplace to um, make things better for people, mm -hmm. um, to help them look at their productivity and their engagement levels and kind of have the best workplace experience possible. Um, so we developed People First, which is a cloud-based HR platform. Um, effectively, it helps businesses to manage all of their HR administration, but it also helps to connect and engage people across the workplace and that's particularly important as we become more global and um, more technology-led we become more remote as you know we we start working in different places other than the fixed workplace so it's uh, we really created that to you know offer a platform that can handle the HR needs but also to connect and engage people okay and when it comes to people first because before you started um building this tool of this software why people first why is it that important for you guys to name it people first and why people first i think it's because um because what you do at work is more than software um and so therefore we we started with a blank sheet and there's a lot of things which um are cultural as well as technological and so we try and um, we try and make a good workplace scalable. Uh, you know, we've all had good managers, um, or, or some of us might not have done, but, but, um, but, but, but you know when there's a good manager who encourages you, you motivates you, but, but as managers, that's quite difficult to do because we're busy too. And I think what we wanted to do is get the best of an, an encouraging person in our lives but make it scalable through technology. And, and, and that's why it's the kind of people first was. Yeah, we from. also recognize that um, for far too long, the kind of the balance of power in the workplace has been at the top. So with the leaders and, and it's about recognizing that, you know, that both parties um, bring something to the table uh, and to and to address that balance of power and make it more fair and more focused on the individuals themselves as employees. Nice, nice added touch. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's more of an alliance, isn't it, than yeah, than a traditional kind of relationship. Yeah. <laughs> okay, There's sorry. a question for um, you. <laughs> yeah, sorry, sorry, Vivian. Um, yeah. What? So, what's your? I know you work in this space. What's your definition mm -hmm. of the workplace wellness? When it comes to workplace wellness, um, everybody has different needs. Uh, and like, this is about putting the people first, but also humanizing the workplace. Everybody has different needs and different values. Um, I see workplace wellness as a holistic way of keeping people sustainable. And that's when 
you look into a balance within the physical well-being, within their mental well-being, within their career well-being, within the environmental well-being, and also financial and social well-being, when those are in balance, that for me is work, my definition of workplace wellness. Okay. That sounds, I mean, that sounds like a lot of work for whoever it is. And I guess that's what we're saying. It's, it's quite it's hard. The, it's, it's depending because your state of well-being is your needs in, in well-being yeah. is different yeah. than for somebody else. So somebody might be facing uh, a loss in their family and is mm. also dealing with financial disbalance. Yeah. It's important as an employer to help that person to gain that, you know, healthy balance back. And also somebody might be saying, well, I'm, I, I want to get a promotion and I want to do something about my career. I want to help. I want to uh, elevate my career well-being. So it, it's more about respecting the needs that the different needs that people have with the different people have different needs, different values and yeah. giving them a menu of what they can choose to help work on their own well-being. And I think it's more than a, a a menu isn't it because that menu mm -hmm. might change over time as well because True. you know we we all lead different paths and we we all have different life events happening at different times we all yes. you know grow and develop in different ways so I think um, what we're saying from people first is that the technology there can help you know people to better keep in touch with their employees and and mm -hmm. to know when you know they might not be at their best emotionally or you know um physically um and you know being then offered to have the right conversations at the right time to be able to can, offer those i can see those what, what vivian's saying though, yeah. is, is that you know is the, sometimes the agency is with you as a as a person yeah what's available to me and yeah. i think that's what's what you know vivian's saying about the menu is that, mm. you know you, you could yeah. just say here's the thing and other times it's just empathy from yeah. other people in the business and mm. whether that's your boss or not it's just yeah you know they can say you know, is everything all right and here's yeah. what we can do for you yeah so kind of but i think there's a balance you need to have yeah, yeah, both yeah. of Makes them together yeah. yes true yeah. true i also want to say bring a shout out to those who are watching so uh, Raluca is uh, Raluca is watching from her mobile from Amsterdam, and Andrea is also watching from her mobile in Amsterdam. I want to say hi to you all. And hi. the next question, <laughs> the next question, because this this was the main reason why I stalked you guys. I didn't stalk them, but I found them via Twitter <laughs> regarding a post that was shared, and it was about trust and leadership, and that's yeah. where we started talking. So. What is the definition of good leadership? I mean, for me personally, it's somebody that can motivate and inspire people to work towards some kind of common goal, whatever that is, whether that's you work for a charity and that's kind of that goal there, or if it's a business and it's your kind of business strategy and long-term mission and goals, you know, so it's somebody that really, you know, whenever I've heard a good leader speak, they, they, I come away feeling really energized and you know kind of if it's something that I'm involved with personally at a business level then I'm really committed to that cause and I really want to you know kind of jump on with things and, and get moving um, yeah. but in terms but, of yeah yeah 
Uh, but I also say- want to, I want to also add in the touch, okay, are leaders the only one who can lead in, in a way of good leadership? But I think that becomes delegated. It shouldn't be. We should all be leaders. Um, And yes, Yes. we should all be leaders. (laughs) Leaders of our own destiny, um, Mm -hmm. you know, in in the workplace and wherever. And I think, you know, leadership isn't just about the person that's at the top. It's about, you know, everyone going down there. And, you know, I, I was having a little think about before this about, you know, what makes a good leader? Um... And I think there's, you know, you've got to be ha- be able to have the ability to get on with people, to have empathy and to be able to um, understand, you know, kind of that everybody's different and they have different points of view. You know, you've got to lead with honesty and integrity um, and you've got to be, you know, have a really positive attitude and lead by example. Um, Definitely. So they're kind of some of the characteristics that I think really make good leaders. Um, for me, um, one of the most inspiring leaders I've ever worked with is Nancy McKinstry at Walters Kluwer. And she just absolutely was really fantastic at, at inspiring people and communicating with people and communicating with employees at lots of different levels of the company um, with, you know, such confidence um, in what she was doing. Um, and for me, that was a great example of um, really good leadership. Does she know that as well? Well, I hope she does. <laughs> And otherwise, you know, I'll I'll just share this part with her because I think it's also important for leaders to hear that they are yeah. doing a, a good job, right? And not only leaders, people are doing a good job. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think so. That's what I was going to, to just carry on with what Vivian was saying. I don't think there is one definition of good leadership because I think leadership has to start with you as a person, mm-hmm. you know, and then it's what what's the Depends what the context of it is. If I'm a leader of a, you know, I'm t- at the top of a company, yeah. it's different to I can lead when I'm working mm-hmm. in a warehouse with, yeah. a, with, with a gang of uh, people. Mm. And and so there are some, like being able to listen, being able to be clear as to what we, you, you, know, you yeah. want people to do uh, and empathise with them. But I think it, de- it definitely starts with who you are because I think the danger is people think leadership is some really like only special people can do it mm-hmm. uh, and and that's absolutely wrong because you know there are some things like being confident and uh, fair enough but that's one kind of leadership mm. whereas you can have leadership where you're looking after people in a work environment that yeah. wouldn't be traditionally leadership but it's a di- just a different kind yeah. of leadership mm-hmm. um so i think that is there a, is there i think there are some key things that, that Claire talked about which tie leadership mm. together but I think the danger is that we only think some impre- only kind of impressive people mm. can be leaders and that's that's not that's, not that's true I agree I agree with you both yes yeah yeah um so it's really interesting you know um Mm-hmm. Burnout in the workplace has become a term defined um, now um, by uh, as a, a key critical factor in, in workplaces. What do you think are the factors causing this workplace burnout? There are so many factors, but 
um, I will, you know, share a few factors. And I think the main, no, I know the main reason is disconnect, but also working in a toxic environment, um, not being, not being able to be yourself. So you go to the workplace, you put on a mask, and then when you leave uh, to go home, you switch off, you know, that work mode, and then you you turn back to yourself. But then again, how many times can you do that? Mm. And also not being appreciated or doing something that is below your own personal values or your own personal expectation and being hard on yourself, being that perfectionist or being in an environment that you always have to deliver. You always have to deliver and never have to recharge. And um, having a disbalance or no work-life integration, because I don't believe in the in the balance of uh, work-life. I believe in an integration in work-life. And if there isn't one, that's when people start to burn out. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, I'm really interested in the so, so there's kind of two types. If I'm getting what mm -hmm. you're saying, one is yeah. the, the kind of psychological disconnection between yeah. you as a person and yeah. you as a person in work, yeah. which I, you know, it, it's just on a road to kind of that's where you get kind of self soothing behaviors mm -hmm. outside of work because you, you just can't mm -hmm. square it in your own head. And then yeah. the other one is just I'm doing too much. Yeah. You know, a, a, yeah. a, a combination of those two. I mean, in the in the NBA, they do uh, load management is what they call it, where the the basketball players get taken off. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's something that I'm I'm thinking about a lot for people. Yeah. You know, for you know, for normal people is mm. is <laughs> normal people. Yeah. Well, you know, what I mean. <laughs> not basketball players. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but you know, what does what does load management mean for mm -hmm. those people who yeah. are always on? Yeah. How, what does it mean for us as managers? And obviously, if you're if you you know as us as, as product product people, sometimes what, sometimes what it's do? not easy to recognize it because it can be that somebody is dealing with personal issues which can affect them. But yeah. if a manager doesn't know, or if the, the employee isn't mm. feeling safe or ready to share yeah. what they're dealing right, how mm. would you know? And they are keeping it to themselves. And then you see that their productivity is going lower. They'll make more mistakes and they maybe they'll call in sick more often. So yeah. what you're saying, like we need some to have some touch bases, we need to have some feedback, mm -hmm. but also some real conversations so that you can get to know the people that are who you're working with. Yeah. 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 Yeah, exactly. Because we've all got different level levels of pressure that we can take as well. And you mm -hmm. know, um, and again, so you're coming back enjoy to being, yeah, being working kind of, in a, a pressured in environment. Yeah, some people mm -hmm. don't. Um, again, it's understanding those people around you, like you said, about you know their tolerances and you know, yeah. and also the other different factors that might come into play that might affect that you know mental well-being. True. True. And regarding what I just what, what we just shared right now, because one of the things that is mainly important that's the most important thing for me as an as a, a must-have ingredient within a company within a team is the trust yeah what can leaders do what can managers do to build that trust in their team well you know it takes a long time to build trust doesn't it you know mm -hmm. and you've got to do that um 
it's not a you know quick tick box exercise you know there's, there's can you, can you repeat that again please repeat that again please repeat that again sorry <laughs> not a tick box. it's not a tick yes. box exercise no it's not a tick box exercise um, can you repeat it again <laughs> yes please <laughs> yeah. um it's about you know to earn that trust you've got to lead by example really i mm -hmm. think um you've got to listen um to people and, and that means truly listening that means not just you know looking at people engaging in conversations thinking about you know what you're having for dinner but actually listening and actively listening and engaging with those people and what's being said and what's not being said or you know second guessing those mm -hmm. answers it's about acting consistently and fairly i think um, and honestly you know if if things are not going well you know you should be on in a, yeah. honest enough in a balanced and um, objective yeah. way to be able to say that you know it, there's no point in glossing over it, you know if for, for example your business is not doing very well there's no good glossing over that and making out things aren't you, you know are things that things are nice and rosy because you know people will not trust you and in, in, in what you're saying so you've got to be consistent you've got to be honest and you've got to um trust other people actually yeah, you know so you, you hire me. people to do a job in the workplace um and then if you hire those people why do then do you not trust them to do that job that they were hired to do you know so i think it works um i think it works both ways um i certainly think they've got to lead by example and you know also, exhibiting the right behavior i also want to add in if they don't show that trust people end up leaving the company sooner way sooner than you would think right yeah for sure yeah yeah it has a massive impact on engagement levels mm -hmm. um you know um and it's it, you know if, if you don't have trust then what have you got you know you you yeah. you want to have trust in your personal relationships um mm -hmm. so you actually want them in your work relationships as well and we talk about this quite a lot in terms of you know you have uh, as individuals outside of work we're you know expected to um uh, behave as adults and be able to make our own decisions and you know um, we trust ourselves that we're doing the right things why do we not often have that in the workplace mm. I think it's not easy so it's not easy for managers to yeah. have trust if the organization isn't transparent or, yeah. or hasn't got a culture of transparency yeah. um, because you can you can you have forces applied to you as yeah. a manager mm. that affect your team that you have nothing to do with mm. and therefore it doesn't really matter how in my day-to-day -day how vulnerable I am how much I listen yeah. because those other things get applied on top of yeah. that um, but I do I feel I do feel that a manager or a leader in in a sort of position has a way to uh, cut you know that off or break that that habit or at least um, create an internal team culture where it yeah. is safe yeah. to yeah. trust And they other. can. And there are, you know, companies that do operate like that, you know, very much where they have cultures within, mm -hmm. uh, you know, a larger culture. Um, yeah. And they, they can protect teams and, and their kind of employees. Um, but ultimately, if there isn't that trust and transparency at the top level, then they will become um, disenchanted chanted by yeah. by it all in the end even if they're being mm -hmm. protected by their manager yeah 
True, true. Because the manager can leave, and then they can. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Next question. Good. So, um, I'm in a relatively uh, kind of high position in in our company, and mm -hmm. the, the issues of well, well, wellness and and uh, engagement are quite difficult to. Address, um, give a address, and give a return mm -hmm. on investment. And how do you? Yeah. So, so how do you think? Uh, how how do you approach that when you go to other organisations? How how do you kind of say to the C level executives? You know, I have this, a this is worth doing financial background, and I know where it hurts. It hurts when you talk about money. It hurts when you talk about costs, and it hurts when. Um, they see their people leaving within a short amount of time. So I address the war for talent. I make it visible and I address the, the money issue because nowadays, especially in the tech-related uh, work field, it takes about six months, six to maybe six months and sometimes a year or sometimes two years to replace somebody that is overly good. And what if you would spend maybe 10% and invest that as a workplace well-being, as an investing to uh, not only uh, work on your employer branding, because it will pay itself in employer branding, it will also create a, a healthier work environment or with a higher engagement. And it will also reduce the absenteeism. If there are some companies in the Netherlands and also abroad. One of the companies is Johnson & Johnson. Once they put out their vacancies or once they put out the, the job vacancies, you can see that there a lot of people are applying. Mm -hmm. uh, for instance, Google. If there is a vacancy there, you see a lot of people are applying because they are, having, they are uh, facing... Uh, positive employer branding. I'm not saying that you know all of the Google or every company has uh, is the best, and they also have their challenges at the workplace. But I do feel like if your if your employees are advocating about uh, how good it is at that company, you'll see that you you'll spend less money on recruiting. You'll see that the people. Yeah. Were, are staying longer and you will also see that reflecting on your clients which will also gain you more clients gain you more business gains more and more is there a direct relation there is but you have to um you have to have you have to invest and you have to at least do a program for a year or maybe longer to see that investment back but then again if we don't this generation that is working, and I'm not referring only to the Gen Z or millennials or whatever, I'm talking about the whole workforce in all different ages. If we don't do nothing now, they'll burn up and you won't have any employees to work with or you'll be happy that you just have a few employees that are working with you and that are okay or that are in good health. I see in the Netherlands, I see the burnout rates, the stress rates, only getting worse and i i can see the same thing in the uk and i also see that in the united states when are we going to wake up when are we going to do more is it does it have to be a mandatory thing for the governments to say as a company you have to invest at least 20 percent in your people because otherwise we won't have any people left 
well, I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon at a government level, mm-hmm. is it? So I think. And now you, 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 you guys have your yeah. own issue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you got your uh, yeah. yeah. We have. We don't. Yeah. It's not going to be solved by a government here anytime soon. But, um, you know, I think certainly businesses can take the lead on this um, mm-hmm. and, you know, really set an example but yeah it's it's that tricky thing of convincing yeah. them that that is the right instead, thing to instead do. of looking only at the roi because there are a few elements that you can do a return on the investment why not look at the value of the investment mm-hmm. why not look at what it means when somebody who is a good value for your company is staying longer because like i said nowadays there is a war for talent going on. And if you want to lose your best talent, be my guest. But then again, how long will your company be vital? Mm. How long will it stay alive? Because you can have the biggest brand, the biggest name, you can give people salaries, but if people don't feel like you care for them or if you're not showing to them that you care for them, they are going to talk, they are going to families, Mm. they are going to parties, they are going to events. And guess what they will be talking about? They'll be talking about your company positively or they will talk about your company negatively. The choice is yours. And do you think that's the same with white collar workers and blue collar workers, Vivian? Because I see, I see a lot. That, I see a, that's I see a, a lot top of... discussion. <laughs> <laughs> that's another. That's yeah, another. That's another one. That's, a that's whole another one. Another half hour. <laughs> <laughs> I see that happening with the younger generation that in the Netherlands, uh, some corporate companies are having uh, challenges to attract young people because they heard the stories from their parents, from their grandparents, Mm -hmm. from uncles and aunties. And they're like, I want a life. I want a life. I'm working to live instead of living to work. Mm -hmm. So that's a different mentality. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Which values are important to creating a thriving workplace? I would say it comes back to our earlier point that, you know, there Mm -hmm. isn't a set number of values or a set value, but it's it's about, you know, um, that the common purpose and the, 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 the mission it is you know everybody's aligned to that common purpose and and, mm-hmm. and mission and then the kind of values fall off of that really for me you're looking at me as if you don't do <laughs> no 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 you're right because <laughs> no, i was going to ask vivian what so, so what do you mean by a thriving workplace what what, what does that mean a thriving workplace for me helps where people leave the workplace energized and where people on the Monday morning or whatever day in the morning, they feel excited to come to yeah. work because they are getting energy out of work yeah. instead of being drained. Yeah, so I think, so coming back to what you were talking about before about being psycholog- psychologically disconnected, yeah. I think mm-hmm. you're talking about something that aligns what you do at work yeah. with yeah. your psychological self. Yes. And, yeah. also stretch- and also stretches you. You know, yeah. so, so we talk a, a lot about bad stress and about bad burnout, but without some level of growth, mm. uh, 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 you know, a supported growth, but also, you know, th- thriving means that we're all doing, you know, 
not more than we than we were. No, doing. we're growing. We're but we're growing. Exactly. We're, yeah. we're growing. Yeah. We're growing, yeah. growing yeah. as a company, as an individual, mm-hmm. exactly. as a team. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So I think you know, and and lots of companies get um, quite hung up on values. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's more of the culture or the, the culture of the business um, and how you operate um, and, you know, what your what your vision is and what your mission is. And I think if those are aligned, then you kind of almost develop your own set of values that, are, that play into that mission and, you know, that purpose. Uh, I think there's a lot. So I've been reading a lot about cooperatives and different ways of profit sharing and a lot of a lot I mean I heard a story about you know I don't know if you heard a story about this company in America that gave away 10 million dollars to 200 people yes I read I working for them and I was just like wow Yeah. yeah, so I think so. I think there's 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 a little bit. If I was to be put my skeptical hat on, there's a lot of bit of values, which is a top down. We want you to do this, but mm. actually, we're not mm. going to give you anything uh, in reward yeah. for it. Yeah. It's just a yeah. way to kind of make you comply. Mm. Whereas I think you know, if you're talking about how actually are the profits shared? How you know how, how do I as an employee belong? Yeah. In this overall, how am I rewarded? Yeah, yeah that's right. And not, yeah, not just in a financial way, but yeah. you know, uh, how do we Personally, actually work? Yeah. How does the decision making work? Are we transparent about? Can I do I feel mm-hmm. like mm. I can say, make a suggestion, for instance, mm. and and it will be listened to. Mm. No, it's, it's it's all there's, there's lots of. I'm not saying everybody should be in a profit share, even though I think that's probably a good idea. Yeah. But but you know there are other things that you can do to make sure that you get that kind of um, togetherness. Mm. Yeah. Hey. Hello. Are you there? Hi. Yes, okay. It's okay. I wanted in regarding the time, I wanted to share uh, the screen with you guys so that okay. um, to hear the, the, um, your thoughts on this, on these uh, quotes. So the first thing is Simon Sinek saying leaders are not responsible for the results. Leaders are responsible for the people who are responsible for the results. Agree? I, I would agree with that one. Yeah, I mean, you, you know, you don't buy a plant and then not do anything with it. Or maybe you do. But <laughs> hopefully, you buy a plant and you nurture it we and you feed it. it and you water it. Yeah. You know, so you know, yeah. you know, if you nurture your people, then they're going to deliver for you. Well said, well said. And the next one is regarding um, Michelle Obama. So success isn't, success isn't about how much money you make. It's about the difference you make in people's lives. And I really can think that we can pull that back to the workplace as well. What, you, you Why are you laughing? No, because no, I, I just, yeah. you know, I think, I think this is more to do with what kind of structure, in a capitalist structure, yeah. then mm-hmm. it's, you know, so... Um, Part of, yeah, I think there was a case in the seventies where um, pr- um, the the, the, uh, the Supreme Court said that profit was the profit for the shareholders was the singular point of a mm. of a company, and it, and if the and if the team wasn't doing that, then that's not a thing. So I I, I agree with this statement, yeah, but I don't agree that that's 
a, you know, a widespread, okay, well, mm. here's how the market works, because yeah. the market absolutely doesn't work no. like that. And I think that's what mm-hmm. we're, we're all trying to change. Yeah. Is how, how can you, you know, you can't have a business without it being profitable, profitable yeah. but how mm-hmm. do you then share Make it out more that? socially responsible. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And the last one is by my, Michael Bush, so the, the CEO from Great Place to Work. And I really can... Um, I really feel like the quote, he stole my quote, or maybe I stole his quote, because the reason why I ended up becoming a workplace wellness advocate, it has to do, it has to do with my son. I have dealt with mm. not so healthy at work. Is he working already, Vivian? No, he's six. He's six. <laughs> but he's the next generation. And I yeah. want yeah, to yeah. have him work in a workplace where it is humanized. Yeah. They yeah. have more of the human factor back. And that's why I really can understand that the quote. So the quote of Michael Bush is, I think about people who are right now 10 or 12 years old and the workplace that they're going to enter. And that's what 2030 is about for me. It's not about me and it's not really about you. It's what, about what we can do to create a change so that the work experience for people is equal and fair for everyone. And it's about also putting people first, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. I, mean, I, think, I think there are lots of sorry, an aging population, automation. There are there mm-hmm. are lots of other factors that come into the workplace. I think I mean if you if you look at something like universal basic income or what do they call it in the state, the freedom dividend that Yang's running on. Um, mm-hmm. If you're getting paid a certain amount, whether you work or not, because mm-hmm. there's a, you know a, a kind of redistribution of wealth uh, uh, thing, then who you choose to work for, like employers, mm. will get it then because mm. literally nobody will turn up at the door. No. Yeah. Mm. And, so, and so I think there's a number of ways that this could pan out in yeah. the future. Um, yeah. um, I think there's that, or there's the, you know, the impact of really um, kind of the, the kind of, you know, social platforms have given people a voice which they mm. necessarily yes. wouldn't have had. They might have moaned and groaned in the pub or, you know, mm-hmm. um, at their neighbour's house. But now it's given everybody the freedom to have a voice. And I think people, I think leaders are starting to wake up to the fact that they can't ignore all of those collective voices. Um, so, uh, you well, know, I think, I, but I think it's going to take... Uh, like my, oh, wow. I, think, yeah. I think it's going to take a while to flush yeah. through. I think it's, mm. you know, there's still people leading there's, businesses there's that are twists and turns yeah. on the way. You know, mm. if I'm in working in an Amazon warehouse, for instance, yeah, then you know, am I going to be automated out? Am I going to get any more rights? Mm. Yeah. Un- unlikely, yeah. you know, mm. unlikely for for those people to be. Yeah. And and, again, and even and if and even if they are going to be uh, uh, replaced by a robot, why not give them skill set or tool sets where they can change uh, from jobs within the company or mm-hmm. help them leave the company yeah. with a better toolkit or start a skill set right that's also yeah. important yeah that's also very important well i think we come now we're, we're getting on to kind of um uh, a world <laughs> with no work and, and yeah. what, what yeah. that and, what, mean. and then yeah. you're back to kind of education so talking about yeah. your six-year-old yeah. you know we're coming back to education yeah. as a, a as satiating our curiosity yeah. rather than for mm-hmm. a specific job yeah um, which yeah. you know is is going forward it will be madness because yeah. skills are already got a five year sk- uh, kind of shelf life yeah mm-hmm. um, you know five years would... i thought one year <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> Especially with the pace that things are going now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I think yeah, so, it's. Uh, so I think we. I think there's a lot of things that are going to have yeah. to be reevaluated. Mm. I don't think we're doing. You know, we're not looking at that as a society. We're not looking at anywhere near enough of the impacts that are coming along. No, that's well, what we're not. Yeah. Here, here in the Netherlands, the signs are already clear, right? We have some industries or cat business categories where they're they have to close on certain days, especially in the in uh, in the restaurants. Some restaurants yeah. in the highest season they have to close their business on certain days because they cannot find any employees. Yeah. They cannot find any people. Mm. And I feel like that shift is going to go further in the businesses. It's going to shift further and yeah, say, I hey, I have a I have a I have an opportunity. I have the choice. Before it was companies were choosing and they were picky about who they want to uh, hire. But now the the employees have the choice. The people have the choice to say, I have five job offers or I have maybe 10 companies mm. that really want me and I can choose which one is fitting my values better or which one fits mm. my purpose, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's absolutely true. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's maybe one, going to be one more, more of a job seekers market than a employees yeah. market. Do you have maybe one more thing to add on or to share before I close our session? Oh, it's been a great discussion. We've yeah, kind of gone on a whistle top I mean, stop. I think, <laughs> I think, you know, coming back to what we said originally, the, the, there's a lot of things that uh, employers could and should do. It's just very mm -hmm. difficult to scale, and that's why we do mm. software. You know, that's why we, we do the, mm -hmm. the the software product in order to help. Mm -hmm. So you, even if you're willing and able, mm. it's very hard to to personalize all that you're doing. And and I guess that's mm -hmm. what people first is for mm. is is to make sure that um, if you want to have that kind of culture, that then you can scale it relatively easily. Mm. Yeah. Sure. True. Thank you. Thank you so much. Don't leave. No, thank I'm, you, going to, I'm going to say goodbye to the to okay. the people thank who are you. watching. I'm also going to announce, but please don't leave. Please stay before we uh, end. So, um, so for tomorrow, it's going to be a Dutch broadcast about planning your career. So I'll be doing that with Marlies from Fanroy. It's a morning session at 10 a.m. And later in the evening or my evening, it will be a session with Diane Carter, myself and Faith Chiung. I hope Faith, I, I uh, pronounce your name right, but it will be all about creating more harmony at work. This will be also very interesting topics and I hope you can make it and otherwise if you find today, please share some love or share this broadcast with other people so that we know that we can humanize the workplace together with everyone. Thank you for watching and until next time, bye.